actually told me that sooner. I would have been here sooner. Um, <laughs> I'm the one that's late too. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you have to again. It's your fault. <laughs> it's all it's all me. It's weekend because I know Claire has to stream in an yeah. hour. Yeah. So, um, five, four, three, two. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Cali Brick Click, episode fifty-two. We have made 52 episodes a full year on this platform, and that went by super, super quick. <laughs> so before we get into that, remember, you can find this episode and all other episodes on Spotify and anywhere else you can find podcast episodes and other platforms. And I think my wife is yelling at my kids. <laughs> um, and like always, we have Ninja you with the best. Oh, yay, <laughs> yay. Yeah, yeah. We have Claire, the plastic architect, who's currently cooking. I am dinner. <laughs> and this good. week we have Martin, aka Brick Snaps, the Lego artist himself. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, hello. Thanks for having me. We've been wanting to have him in here for a while, and we've been keep we keep having scheduling conflicts. So it's finally great to have him on at least by the time the year ended. <laughs> so we're we're happy to to have you on and. Uh, Better late than never, right? Better late than never, I guess, yeah. Well, I didn't know it was a 52nd, and so it's like a, if this is a benchmark episode, so I'm really oh, no. pleased it worked out that way. I, maybe I did, and I've been holding out until this one. I purposely did this so that we could be on the, the, the last episode for the year. Play strategically. Chess, not right? checkers. That's, That's right. Why. So I guess we can shout this out. Next week, we are not going to have an official guest, but we're going to do the first live version of this which oh, we still need yeah. to kind of discuss because we are definitely last-minute planners. <laughs> so <laughs> um, next we week go, episode will be live if you're listening to this um, when it actually pops out. And it's cool. So, if you're still listening to this later, the next episode was live. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how's everybody doing this past week? Bueno. I found some uh, some things at Walmart, some video figures. Series yes. Did they really? Those? Yeah, they finally came. Yeah, they, they're they're actually in store. I know That's they've been online, right? I haven't seen them online. Oh no! But, oh. Um, other than like you know the few that I that I got from Europe, but they have been hard hard to find. I feel like that was a good good find on your hat on your behalf. That's, see, that's what I'm wondering. I don't, I don't know if they're like not releasing them. Like I, I don't know. It's weird. I know people may think I don't like video, but hey, I mean, video and like Mario are like the only things that are stocked on the shelves. Oh, and then like a hundred million five hundred first battle packs at like Target or anywhere else I went to. I went to Best Buy today, and all that was on the Lego shelf was Mario, which is surprising because it's Best Buy. Well, I mean that kind of makes sense because video games, but yeah, but you would think like fans that would go into a Best Buy appreciate the Mario like I theme mean, of Lego, but like yeah. it's literally the only thing it's fully stocked, and then like everything else and every other theme like is gone. From Best Buy, which is which was funny. I just wanted to take note of that. It's interesting, isn't it? Because those are two technology-based ones that they've got out there. But mm -hmm. I do have Mario and Luigi somewhere, and they're fun standalone non-Lego items just to sit on your desk and talk to you. Uh, so we're all going to be scampering for them when they've disappeared. When they're all gone, <laughs> it's going to be station. Where are they? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like I feel like I need to get Luigi at least. You know, just to have them as a novelty, as opposed to just not getting them at all. Because if you have Mario, cool. if you have Mario, you have to get Luigi. Do you oh. have Mario? Yeah, I have Mario. Remember, I ran him over with a tank. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> um, in yes. a, 
I was kind of everybody was doing Mario shorts and blowing so, up, yes. so I ran them over. <laughs> Since we're talking about Mario, I wanted to bring up um, a dumb little fact. Since they are the Mario brothers, wouldn't Mario be the last name? So is it Mario Mario? <laughs> Luigi yeah. Mario? Yeah, uh, that's actually correct. I've been engaged in this conversation before. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay, so this is a thing. Okay. I, I, I don't know if, like, if I, I, this is actual real news, but is there a Mario Super Mario movie coming out in 2022? There yes. is. And, and Jack also, Black is Bowser. Yeah, that's Chris, oh. uh, Chris Pine, isn't it, or something? Is Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is Mario. Which is mm-hmm. strange. Which is wounded. And, yeah, so he's going to be made, hopefully, into another figure. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. And then, like, you know, they're trying to open Nintendo World and um, Universal in Hollywood. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Lots of lots of movement on the Nintendo front. It is, you know, a monster of a company. But, mm-hmm. anyway, I'm sure this is why Martin decided to join us. I, last yeah, time this I was saw just you, the first tangent. <laughs> yeah, true. No, but the last time I saw Martin, well, I guess the first time I got to meet him at Brick Fair. Which is fun, by the at, way. Yeah, <laughs> he had Peach's Castle uh, with him, which was like very Beautiful. exciting. And Brian, so Brian was like, did you know, was like interviewed you and like did this whole thing and was like, fingers crossed, we get like, you know, the the Peach's Castle and then Mario Block. That's like what. <laughs> There's some good behind the scenes conversations out there. I got panic stations with it. I don't like Mario very much. And I don't like many of the things I built, but I had to research it. But I knew it was a niche. No one had built it. I'd heard Brian Saviano talking for ages. Someone give me Peter's Castle. I was like, well, I'll do it. No one else has done that. That sounds good. Right. And I almost didn't make it to Brick Fair, Virginia with it. it. I was panic stations with the roof. I couldn't get it done. And then I heard that one was coming out. I was like, it's going to come out the Wednesday that I'm driving to Brick Fair, Virginia, and they're going to release a set, and it's going to be better than what I built. I oh, don't want to show it. And um, and thankfully, they didn't come right. out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> bigger than that. That's, that mock looks so good. Yeah. So accurate to what I envisioned it to be from Super Mario 64. And, like, like you, you, you hit it to the nail. So, like, I, Lego does a lot of uh, – although their sets are great – they compromise a lot based on their own rules and, and, and they have restrictions to stuff. So I, if they would have come up with a Peach's Castle, I wouldn't think it would be to the level of what you created because well, it would have been the too, size. It's way too big. There's yeah, like, way too yeah. big. There's no it would have been way. a playset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A nice playset that would maybe be the backs open to play with and you have right. two towers, not the four towers, or even the older Nintendo 64 version. Um I think those could be done quite nicely. But yeah, that one was nuts. That was crazy. It was fun to build, though. Massive. Like, how long did it take you to do that? It wasn't very long. It, we looked at it. It was about six and a half weeks of building. And I tell people that. But I'm like, I work, and I've got a wife, and I've got kids, and dog. So it's just like evening stuff. But you know, quarantine's been good for me, and COVID, working from home, because I'll accept every single Zoom meeting there is, and ah. Oh, my camera's broken again. Whoops. Nice. Um, like Lego in the background. <laughs> so you essentially made that mock in about a month and some change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a quick one. But once you've done enough, you kind of figure out what you, yes. you, you can mm. pace, how you need to do things. And um, it it was a sort of build that was a build of duplicates. There were, there were, there were four sides that were very similar. So you figure wow. out one of them and then you're just replicating it out of simple bricks. So, 
Um, it, yeah. it's trying to figure out how to make it look like the movie. So I was, out of that time, I probably spent two weeks playing um, not Super Smash Brothers, uh, the new Super Mario World on on the uh, Switch. The console Switch and just sold that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's my research. Play video games. <laughs> Get the yeah. angle right. Have fun while you research. That's yeah, absolutely. And then, like, so what is your like build process when you want when you think of something? Like, what what does it take to actually make something to a a mock? <sighs> really. You got to hear Brian right more. off the bat, isn't it? Oh, I know, um, yeah. I'm looking at like I've got a, a, a piece of wood, a two by four piece of wood opposite me here with a bunch of like things that I want to build and ideas and how I would do them. So often it looks like I would just think, okay, I'm going to build it and and here we go. But I've, I've often you know, I think about it a lot while I'm walking or while I'm sleeping or mm-hmm. working. Um, let's go to um, Quidditch Arena, right? Harry Potter Quidditch Arena. Yeah, I'll if I can get enough images where I can see where all the angles are right and figure out how to build a few key components, then I'm gonna be like, okay, do I have enough bricks in that in that realm to 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 take a big chunk out of it and normally build quickly and then it sits for a for a bit while I try to source some parts and piece it together. But um I mean I have multiple builds around me that are partially completed. Mary Poppins, I'm trying to build three houses from Mary Poppins Returns. I've got one built and I've got the other part. It's right here and I've got pieces. I'm looking at them and they've sat there for two weeks because I got distracted and bought Lego bulk lots of castles that I'm now sorting through. So <laughs> I've just got to be engaged one way. There's some level of engagement that says, get it done. Someone would like to see that, right? Um, that's probably what really gets it kick-started. So you just like start building and then you hope that it gets finished with <laughs> in a given time. I do. I do that a lot. Yeah. And it's like, does my excitement for it run out? You know, do do like so I started building my own Tatooine mock from Star Wars. Like, I, I built it. Yeah, and then, like, the set was great. And I was like, okay, I've got to go fill in. And I started building a couple of buildings and they're sitting over there. Like, and that one might get steam at some stage. I just gotta find the right the right reason and for me it's often okay who am i sharing it with what's the audience um it's not gonna be the sort of thing share online because it doesn't show online so what shows am i going to that it would would stand out at or you know compete at so something with star wars there's some very good star wars builders really really good ones so i kind of want to go when i know that some people are going to be at that show and bring something cool that's just kind of how i roll with that Oh, so there is there is logic to what mocks you're making. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to the man, yeah. that, of course. Okay, that's cool. I get I get the whole thing now. Yeah, but I mean, it's like there has to be some reasoning and rationale, right? Even mm-hmm. though it's like there's lots of inspiration and whatnot. I just think it's so fascinating that like the way that you organize your Lego and the way that like you build and like the fact that it's just like you know, you have bins of colors and that you just, it's so fast because of like the way that you have it set up. And like, you know, like the, the fact that you can just like pull up buildings, like one after the other, it's just, it's so cool to see in like the timeline that you do it because you'll like, you post progress pictures on Instagram. And so like anyone out there doesn't uh, know about Martin's work, like, please go check out his Instagram. It's like really cool. Cause it's like, you'll see things like coming along inspiration and there's like you'll go live and you'll talk about it. And it's just like, so it's so interesting because it's so different. Like then I think from the majority of the Lego community, which is mostly like building sets and like collecting, which is like this entire other, you know, like not caliber, but this just entire other genre. And it's like, even though you love sets and like 
it's not it's not the same. It doesn't give you the same, you know, like satisfaction, which is really interesting. Um, so again, now we can go off on multiple tangents on that, right? So because I want to hit that that different types of ways of enjoying the hobby. Because mm-hmm. I would love more than anything else just to sit down and like plow through a bunch of sets and just build them. And I've started doing it. It's a tattooing I did and build it in like one night and I'm all in. And I was reliving the Star Wars movies of my childhood while I was watching it. So I was like, that's the engagement that keeps me involved. And I bought, I've been buying all the, the classic castle sets from my childhood and finding them and building them. And so I've, I have them all built and I built the creator three in one castle, which was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. So many kickbacks to other castles in it, which kept me engaged and said, I start to get the blacksmith and I've got two of them. I've been sitting on them wanting to build that, which is, uh, I, I try to be careful with my words. I've used the word gorgeous more than once, but it's a gorgeous, brilliant, magnificent, beautiful set. And, um, I, I remember watching the, the, the podcast and about the roof and I remember Claire talking about the roof and agreement. Hey, maybe I'm not, I'm not as big a fan of the way the roof looks on it, but you know what? I haven't had a set be built, right? I'm not a designer. So kudos, but I started building it and I got to bag number four and I got to the tree. I've been building trees lately and the tree. I was like, oh, I just don't want to do this. And the uh, I stopped and I was like, well, maybe I'll move on from bag number four. I went to the tree and I'll keep building. And I, I couldn't, I can't build it because it's too much like a mark, which is good. Like it's such a good set. It's like a mark that it wasn't engaging to me in any way. Cause I was like, that's my normal. Um, I need a bit of monotony as well. I've got the Ghostbusters fire station. I've just got over here sitting over there. Cause I'll build that. Cause I'll remember about, Ghostbusters in a movie, and I just bought the ATAT Walker from Atlanta Britco. I traded stuff in, and they had a used one that hadn't been completed. And I've paid for someone to build it. So, like, I'm not going to build it. I've built like seven ATAT Walkers in my life. I'm never going to create, but I'll build it. So, I want to be involved and build more sets because I think it's very therapeutic. Uh, there's that collection yeah. side of it. You get that completion side of it that that I don't necessarily get to enjoy as much. Um, so that was one tangent from whatever you said, Claire. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you're building building sets. It, it, it's very mind numbing. So yeah. you know, sometimes we all need something like that just to you know to keep us sane. And I've never built sets until about this. Well, actually, I didn't have a set as a grown up until this time last year. Really, my work employees gave me a gift card, and I bought um, where is it? The uh, haunted mansion that's sitting over here over my shoulder, and I only just built it and my wife only just gave me a set for or lego for my birthday in may that's the first time she's ever given me lego like my kids had sets i never built them i went straight into marks like interesting and i'd buy sets like to, to resell right never had any interest and this year it's been a case of since january last or this year been buying sets and sitting in them and looking at them and thinking am i going to build it am i going to build it and i don't so i end up going and trading it but but Claire, you, uh, the, I think where I was going, uh, you had mentioned about Peach's Castle. We're talking about that, and we're talking about you know what makes a set come to life. Why do I choose to do it? Well, I think almost importantly is like why would I maybe destroy something and get rid of it? And um, I had Brick Universe at Virginia, where Brian Saviano's there, and it was like hey, this is great, it's pretty. And I normally get bored with whatever I build, um, 
if I've got to look at it, are you going to set it up? So, oh, could go again. It doesn't engage me. So I had it at a show, at a Brick Universe show in New Orleans, and I just bought a Tiana's Palace and I had all my other things out there. And the one that got paid the least amount of attention was Peach's Castle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, at the end of the show, I was like, you know what? It's taking up space and oh, it was not popular. And it's really interesting because that Nintendo world is bigger than the Lego world, right? It's, I think it's the biggest fandom base out there. Um, but people didn't know what it was. So like, that's a pretty building. I'm like, yeah, let me tell you about it. Dang. That's crazy. It is crazy. I feel like who your audience is, you know? I assume you're going to Brick Fair, Alabama. I am. Yes, I will be. Which is Check MLK weekend time. in January. That is right. Sands will be there. I will oh, not. Good. I'm mm-hmm. back. But good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Year, I have a, a bachelorette party in wine country. I know I'm not. I'm not upset about it. Um, but what do you, do you, do you hint at what's coming? Do you like, have you, do you already know what you're bringing? Cause this is like three weeks away. So it's three weeks ago. So it's, it's actually an interesting dilemma to a degree mm-hmm. with this. So I, I go to that show and I win the brickies. If, like I win every single year, year after year. It's me. One year I won two and I was nominated for four and I only give away four. And one whole club decided the next year, hey, we're not turning up. Um, and so it's getting to the point, and, and I was in Virginia, and Peach's Castle won Best Castle. Yeah. Getting to that point that I'm trying to think, what is my role at a convention like this, right? Is it, it in Virginia, there was a boy called Corey, and maybe he'll listen to this. Um, and I was sitting with him at Brick for Alabama three years ago, under the table, pulling out slope bricks so he could finish his castle that he bought in. I think it was 15 or 16 at the time. His mum's sitting there. And I was theme leader for castles. And so he, at Virginia, this year, mm-hmm. was up for um, best castle as well. I was like, I'm not a castle. I'm pop culture. I don't know. I, it's not a castle. It's called Peter's yeah, Castle. You, yeah. Right, yeah. Like, you. But this this kid's 19, and um, yeah, I voted for him. And... Uh, but before that took place, we've got more of this. I was I was a theme nominator for like the biggest bestest award, and uh, I went to try to find someone who had something really really big at Brick Fair Virginia. They get lots of shows. Uh, we were talking about them earlier on, and I was like, I, I Instagram messaged him, found him that morning, said, "Try and nominate your bill for biggest and bestest." Mm-hmm. You know, you're not registered. He's, he turns to me and says, "I've won enough trophies." And, and I realized that, like, he's bringing stuff like that that maybe had prevented people from bringing big things in that category before. Because they're like, why? I'm never going to win. What am I going to do? So anyway, fast forward, we've got that going on, packing up, going home. And I'm, I'm talking to the mum of Corey. She's packing up the car they'd rented from, from Atlanta, Georgia, um, a big old van. I bring it. She's like, oh, we were kind of hoping that you wouldn't win or something. And, I, and she's tongue in cheek, but she wasn't because that boy went to sleep thinking, I might, I might win an award. So now I'm at the point of like, okay, what do I do? Do I, do I try to do something which, which I build for the public when they come in, right? I want to build for public. Uh, and, yeah. and that often is what makes me say I'm going to build this huge, gigantic thing. I want people to walk in and say, this was worth the money to come in because I've been to multiple dinosaur shows and science yeah. exhibits where you spent $200 and you're like, what a waste of money. Yeah. to say mom and dad that was great that, I, I, you know, I take that responsibility so when we go to what am I going to bring to Brick for Alabama I actually don't have a whole lot new I'll probably I'll say that 
that they have seen. I'll, I'll probably build, bring some of my stuff, but I won't bring um, Rapunzel's Tower, right? I pro- I've got this brand new castle that's in a storefront window. I probably won't bring that. I built some things that are kind of medium average, and I'm, I, I, I will follow the same tune as this person that said, hey, you know, I don't need to win anything. I'm going to do that, but I want to almost tone down because I've seen what some other people are bringing to kind of highlight them and try to bring them up a bit. So it's actually a little bit challenging, my thought process. Now, there's a few of us that have talked about that. It's like, what, you know, are we encouraging or discouraging when we maybe bring so much or do so much? And it's a bit wow. of a struggle. That's, that's, Is there uh, any way? That's, I, Sorry. I like that. That sounds cool because uh, it's I... more engaging for like younger audiences that want to build and like that can't keep up with the massive amounts that you have, you know? I, I, like, I like that. I like that, but it's almost like, what's nice about like these, these conventions is it's like it's relatively like unilateral you know everyone's in the same category it's not like there's different tiers and different levels and stuff like that i don't know if there should be that but is there any way that you can like bring that stuff and just like not enter for an award there is and and that is the case and then that will be that will be the case but the point that you were talking a few of us had mentioned about you know there, there should be different categories for yeah. Okay. If you've won an award at a show before, right, or whatever it is, Brit yeah. World or Brit Con, okay, you're in. You're going to be judged in this this category. So you have to then up your game, right? It makes me up my game. If yeah. I want to win something, it means a whole lot more to me. Like, yeah. so if I want to beat this person because I know they won multiple times, I I'm going to build even better. And then yeah. it allows that little tiered system. Um, but yeah, there is a way to do that, uh, and and I plan to do that as well. But, I mean, um, it's also like. It'd be cool if there was like a system, like you know, like a true, like a really true, like masters, like group. It's like everybody, like on a global level, you know, was like brought in to do that. Like that, what I think would be an incredible art exhibit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, like Nathan Sawaya, that was like such a crock of nonsense. Like the, that, it was just right place, right time, where people are doing art now with Lego is so far beyond that. And it's great. Like, you know, here's, here's the thing is like, you have to respect the people that came before you and the artists that came before you and the track that they created and the path that they, that they opened up. Right. And so like whatever inspiration that he created for other people, it's great. But that art exhibit is still catered for children. It's not treated in the same caliber as like a modern art exhibit that you would see at, you know, all the big cities in the world. It's not like that. It's still like a lower category and tier category. It's still kid like families bringing, their kids to the park yeah. but to the park it's at the museum because it's a rainy day do you know what i mean and it's not treated mm-hmm. the same way and i feel like that at this point where the art is and where the, the 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 lego art world is i feel like it's doing more of a disservice than a service like it's bringing i feel like we're past that and it needs to move with those times and it needs to like update and upgrade itself and incorporate other people And I think that's like right now, this is like an isolated person that's like creating their art. They're not fulfilling the role that they should be doing um, as a community leader, which they're they're not taking on that role. It doesn't seem like it to me. I mean, I I think Nathan just doesn't have any. I remember, I don't know, Ninja, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, When Kevin was in, there were like, what, six? certified professionals in North oh, America the certified professionals yeah like uh, now there's only Nathan Sawaya and um what's his what's the other dude's name the animal dude Sean Kenny Sean Kenny uh, yeah. yeah yeah so before there were a bunch of them and mm-hmm. there were more across the world and you know it it's it's good to have competition 
Like it, it kind of ups your game. I mean, it makes you trying to innovate and make what your, your, your work, you know, elevate. So with him just being by himself. Yeah. But also like Instagram is like so much more powerful than that. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's, it's one of those like where, where, you know, like you're stuck in your ways and it, you just really need someone to really pull you out of it and instagram why? Why? is a why? fairly a new tool in comparison to how long he's been doing this it's you know? it's, it's tricky because uh, like a, a really high level artist whoever it is they everyone needs that push and it's like mm-hmm. what else could someone either him or anyone else do if you've got that extra push right and that's what we want to do about it. it's like how can i push the limits how can i try stuff how can i risk risk something that might fail um and there's you know I, I think there are you know there's different types of art exhibits around and we talked about cons um earlier and it's like so i was lucky to get asked to go to a brick universe event and i would never been to one before it's run by 21 i think 21 22 year old guy called grayson and he treats lego like art and so he will curate who he wants and what he wants and his staples are Paul Heffington, Jonathan Lopes, Rocco Architecture, Leah Chandler Space, and then EJ Buchanan comes for, for mosaics. And he kind of tells them, I like that or I don't like that. Now, his main audience is go to a town and families come in with kids. It's not an a full event. It's, but I would encourage any adult who is a fan of Lego, let me go for three hours on a Saturday or a Sunday morning or afternoon and look at all of Rocco's architecture like the best best yeah. there is period all of it in a giant ballroom and and then go and see paul heverenden who has this way of taking like he'll take batman or alice in wonderland and just twist it a million different ways with different color and movement and you know, so what brick universe is doing or trying to do is highlight that curated artist for a while and then we'll probably move on to someone else as well eventually so <laughs> People are trying to push, but it's hard. It's hard. It is. Yeah. Um, but it's that. It's that. Oh, it's that. My the the book I remember in business school was called Blown to Bits. I don't remember the author, but it's like about changes in, in any type of business or environment. Right? Normally, it just like, like, whole, like blown and stuff. Yeah. Correct. And we yeah. aren't very accepting of that. Like in general, we aren't accepting. Right. So I'm in my forties, and and I. People in their forties, we think often think we're entitled. This is the way it should be, and that's one of the things I've enjoyed about this Cali Brick Click is it allows me to listen to a completely different viewpoint than what I would hear on a normal day to day basis. I'm like, oh my gosh, right? Why? Why aren't more of us listening like this way um, and, and asking these questions? Sorry, I can't handle like compliments. You like? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I awkwardly like I will make rude. No, that you weren't awkward. It was that's yeah. not why he just like breaks out in laughter. <laughs> I, no, I have like a mental image of you just being like shocked at something we've said. <laughs> well, I'm glad we can provide that like, platform, you know, and that like thought process. But like, I mean, the reality is, is like I think there's a lot of people out there that you know have really strong opinions and good opinions and they could be like counterintuitive to each other. But like, I don't know, it's, it's hard. It's like, you don't want to put your opinions on the internet and cause it's like your thoughts can change. Mm-hmm. You know, you could change your mind about stuff. You can learn and you can grow or you can regress, you know, it's really, it's, it's kind of crazy to put that stuff online. And a lot of people like don't want to do that. And to them, the internet is like a place like that's separate from their real life, which 
is its own set of issues and problems there in itself for trying one having that kind of separation with reality is never like a good thing it's like that's a different it's a coping mechanism that isn't actually like super productive and then there's like you know, it's just the risk. It's like you, if you're a teacher, you don't want to like say the wrong thing on the internet and have one of your students like catch you and stuff like that. So I'm like very empathetic to people who are in situations where they can't speak freely. Wow. You just went the other way on this conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing with art though. Cause it's like art is, it's like a form of communication, right? It's like, mm-hmm. if there are certain things that you like can't say one way or another, you know, you can kind of put it in your art and get it out there. I don't know particularly what message you were trying to say with Peach's Castle, but I'm sure there's other pieces that you've done that have been like, Hey, I have this thing that's like bottled up and I like want to put out there. You're not like trying to like reflect like socioeconomics into like your, your art right now. What you're doing is creating this like happy, wondrous, inspiring thing that people are like, Oh my God. It's like that shock value I think is like what you, yeah. you know, like feed off of and it's incredible like it's so it's that's really important that you like know exactly what you're doing you're like targeting it you're like what is relevant for this audience at this time and like how is it going to bring the most wows and the most inspiration and it's really cool it's really awesome well thank you oh actually in that so <laughs> now i'll i'll doctor Claire. <laughs> no i'm not a doctor <laughs> <laughs> no, no. um so I've got a piece and it's a it's a bunch of buildings sitting over here with this dark platform to it. And I'm like, those colours look good. Um but I'm like, I'm just waiting for someone to be like, Are you okay, Martin? I'm fine. I just had a lot of black brick that I needed to use and the colours I think worked out really well. But I get a I get so much joy. More joy out of the the one or two people that might see something very subtle and like nod to it than the you know the the way that shy just dealt with praise right it's like it's um so currently i have a a whole baby world exhibit with a baby fairground ride and vikings and the castle and part of that is um a star wars scene which is a nursery that is uh based in a star wars world and there's babies and they've got kyber crystals they're putting into (laughs) the the um the crib and then you just you're seeing it from the back is darth vader with a lightsaber and it's called lights out uh-huh. and most people are like oh that's cute ah oh, darth vader but every <laughs> once in a while you'll see one dad just go and then run and get someone and i'll walk up and be like you get it like yeah it's like yes. it's killed all the babies and <laughs> he's older and they're younger and that's so dark i'm like that's exactly what i want but cool again, that also comes out of maybe the third or fourth show we went to, Maggie, my daughter, made little macarenas, like little shaking macarena things out of the dragon's egg. And she'd put the dragon eggs and put some um put some one by one round things in and then some two by two round bricks. Like, like turn into a rattle or whatever. Yeah, yeah they're brilliant. And they're sitting there and the whole show, you know, people aren't really looking at them and then one kid will see them like, can we shake them? Like, Absolutely, shake them. Like that, <laughs> so much joy out of it. Because you realize that they've looked a little bit deeper than the mm-hmm. obvious stuff. And most of my builds have things where you have to look a lot deeper at different angles to see stuff, to enjoy it a lot more. So Peach's Castle purposely there was an interior that you could look inside and you saw mario and his hat had fallen off he's running a peach but you had to creep down to the the eye level of a child you had to creep down creep down and look to see it and so i would reward people i'm like you have to see life like a child to see it and any of my builds you actually have to look at things from a child's angle to see things hidden or like the the proper flow the direction the way things are meant to be styled 
Yes, that's the best part about art. Putting those hidden messages, because like you said, they you, you, you get to see who's actually really looking at it and paying attention. It's also good to know that your art has depth. Exactly. And, and you know, it's, it's maybe a reward for the people who are looking, right? So it feeds some others in a different way who might mm-hmm. not normally connect with something. Right. Um, by doing that and they might see that right so often so i only popped on instagram a year just under a year ago and then the only live stream i'd ever done was beyond the brick charity live stream a year ago everything before them was conventions and trying to get people to have a good time at conventions so i've had to try to shift during COVID. like how do i share stuff what do i do and that's been a challenge in a, in a way to try to get that engagement the same way as i like but just by watching someone watching them go once and then come back and look again. And again, then I normally jump in and have a chat with them. Like, wow, what are you looking at? And they could open your mind too, because they can show you things that maybe are, are like a perspective that you weren't thinking about. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Like, Do you have, or have you, have you done a piece where it's up the, up to the interpretation of the viewer there you go. Yeah. instead of what you're trying to um, create for them? So, um, I'm trying to think if I if I have a lot of my stuff based on pop culture stuff, things mm-hmm. I see either in real life or movie life and kind of bring it in. So there really isn't a whole lot of interpretation of that. And the reason why is because I can't build it because my mind will just go. <laughs> I can't build fantasy space and I've got spaceships over here because I'm like, it's not real life and I've got no reference point. But so, okay, let's go to, can we talk about being able to engage in a conversation around that? Um, my Quidditch arena so universe when I take that it sits in the middle because everyone's drawn to the colors no matter whether you like Harry Potter or not they're drawn to the colors and the symmetrical shape of it and on the outside for fun it's like any build if you put a Spider-Man or a Batman like you've done it it doesn't matter what you build stick them in there kids love it adults love it but so I have um, some stormtroopers being led by Draco Malfoy and then I have um, Harry Potter right and they've got their lightsabers and Harry's got a red lightsaber and Malfoy's got a, a green lightsaber. And everyone's like, well, why is, you know, why is Malfoy got the green lightsaber? That's good. And so I'm all, I do engage in a conversation around that. I'm like, well, who says green is good and red is bad? Because in Harry Potter, red is good. The Gryffindor, green is bad, right? So what really is good, bad, we don't know. In Star Wars, it's different. Mm. So that is purposely in there to see them think. And be like, oh, I've never thought about that. So that does allow me to engage into further conversations that might make them interpret things differently, not just my build of Harry Potter minifigures in it. So you love that. Like, but what what makes it all worth it are those conversations for you. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, so I was, on, I was on with Boone last week or a week before. And I don't know if I insulted him or not. He can let me know if he hears this one. but. Um, we said something. I was like, "Listen, you know, the reason why I, li- I like this Lego community isn't isn't for you guys, right? I, I do. I really like you guys. I and mean, Claire, I've met you in person. I met Sands in person, right? And I like you. But if I'm at a show on a Saturday and a Sunday, I'm there for people to be able to talk to people, see who I can connect with. And part of that comes down to like, I live in Alabama. I'm from England, and it's really hard to connect with people." Here, like we just went out to dinner, right? We pushed this back, went out to dinner. I hadn't been out to dinner for my wife in town for a year and a half. I looked around and I saw a bunch of people and I realized I'd forgot the names of some people because I haven't seen them and I haven't been engaged with them, right? If, if there's no real reason to connect that we haven't connected. And I still don't know one of the people's names, but anyway, one of the groups left. There's people here, here, here. 
But anyways, the double ones came and I'm Were you like saying hi to them? Like you're like, oh my god, it's so great to see you. Like haven't seen you in so long. No, I don't. I don't. I just like you didn't do that. You didn't do that. I won't ever say it's so nice to see you if it's not so nice to see you. It's just because that's gotta keep it real. But uh I was like, they're all sitting there, they're, they're sports dads, and you know they've grown up playing their sports and coaching their kids sports, and you know for a while we we get in with our kids and jump out, and it's transient. But once you're out, you're out, right? So it's really hard to engage and make those connections in any place that you travel to when you're not the same or your interests aren't the same. And so any chance I get to engage with people and be able to have something that's based on not who I am or where I'm from, but something like that's really rewarding to me. I'll, I'll never ask anyone, uh, you know, okay, what's, what's your job? Hey, I'm Martin, you know, tell me, you know, what, what do you do? I learned that long time. You know, it's, we aren't built on who, who we are based on what we do. It's like, okay, what are our interests? What's our engagement? And we've definitely preached that here. That's a mic drop right there. <laughs> yeah. I may have plagiarized you guys. <laughs> no, <laughs> no because, no, I mean, yeah, like it's, you gotta be, you gotta be more than just like some of your parts. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I think to Brick Fair, Virginia, right? Okay, so I, I love it. One of the main reasons is they have this amazing yard sale, and it's, oh my god, it's so fun! It's mania. It's the best yeah sale experience in the world, and I drive fourteen hours to go to it. That's one of the main reasons. But um, you've had Lauren on here, brightest, uh, brightest witch bricks, right? There you go. <laughs> and she's pretty involved in the YouTube community, in the Lego community, mm-hmm. uh, or Instagram community. And I know she was there at the show, and you guys at the show. And there's a few times I'm like, she's just walking around by herself. I'm like, what? Why? Why aren't people trying to engage with you? Why aren't people trying to suck you in? Why aren't you trying to find someone who's not connected and bring them in? Because even a lot of these shows, it's very much like, okay, um, I'm in this club. And- to be fair, that's when she first got to the convention. She got there during. Maybe. The first yard sale, she found me. I was like totally manic. She came up behind me and scared the living daylights out of me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But, um, but it's it's like I I think that even in our community we have like we talk about those those blocks the higher level we still have them elsewhere. Right? I remember mm-hmm. again another conversation I was listening to. I think it was a sunset stream and you guys were talking about lugs and what's a lug and lugs. You know, a bunch of the old guys that are part of like I'm, I think I made a comment like. You get really cheap Lego and <laughs> old guys, but people haven't maybe made that effort to explain to other people how we can all benefit from the hobby in a in a in a better or a greater way. Like I think, just like any any community or any hobby or any group, right? I, I, we can always improve. Um, I try to be one of those people to help with that. It's like you. I remember when you were like your Instagram handle was Martin from Alabama or something like that, and then switched to Brick Snaps. I remember that because I remember seeing your mocks and I was like, oh my god. Actually, no, I think I saw you on Beyond the Brick and I was like, oh my god, this guy sorts by color. There's something wrong. It's insane. Something is insane because like, well, it's just because the way our brains are wired. You know, like I cannot sort by color. Like I'll lose my, I'll lose my goddamn mind. But like I also don't make mocks the way that you do so it's like you know the our needs are different from from our parts and I was like I and I went and found you on Instagram or something like that it was Martin from Alabama and then you switched to brick snaps and I was like I was I was like following and it's like you've kind of like you've established yourself everyone knows who you are everyone knows your mocks before they even know who you are and it's I feel like now is like 
you know, you're transitioning into like kind of, at least from my perspective, it seems like you're transitioning into like kind of an advisory role or like, um, like, you know, just like, I don't want to say a parent because, but as someone who's like, I have one. So well, you are a parent, you are a parent, but like, yeah, as someone, okay. So I really liked academia. I loved being in school. It was a type of system that I really enjoyed. Architecture has like kind of similar systems, um, the way that it's set up in terms of like people that you work under and like who you learn from, it's very much still like a lot of it is based in like a whole apprenticeship style of like school of thought. Right. And so it's, and I mean, most businesses are like that, but I definitely like you go in and the person who is your direct manager or the person who's above you knows more than you do. And they teach you. And it's like consistent like that. And I feel like we have that here in the Lego community, like within mock building within um, you know, like, uh, convention goers within even like YouTube content creators. And because everybody talks to each other, everybody has these different skill sets and it's all, we're all kind of like learning from each other, which is really interesting. It's really engaging. And anyway, my whole point is like, I appreciate what you bring to the community, even though we don't get to talk all the time, like you still have an impact like on me and my mock building and like, you know, what I would like to set up like in my home for a Lego room and like the engagement with your family, like in your kids, like that's awesome. Like I would love for my kids to do that. I would love for like my son to pop out and be like, I would love to do like 3d printed star Wars helmets that look like crazy. Like they look better than they do from the movies. You know, that's so cool. Like that's so awesome that your kids like are in sports and doing art. And it's like, they just seem like well-rounded like you do. Um, And it's, it's cool. It's just like, it's nice to have that around. Like, because here in San Francisco, it's life is a little bit different. Life is like kind of hectic and you're surrounded by your silo of friends, you know, and it's, it's, it's just nice to, to, to have, to have you like in my, in my perimeter, I guess, or like, do you know what I mean? Like at, at arm's length that I could be like, Hey Martin, like, how are you doing? Come hang out with us on Kelly Bricklick. Really well, appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Yeah, Pre-COVID, I was in Palo Alto a fair bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Philly, those places, places have gone. Uh, they'll be in LA uh, uh, in a week. I'm meant to be in LA, I think in three weeks' time, two or three weeks' oh time. Uh, Are you coming to Bricks LA? That's in three weeks. <laughs> I know, but it's, we're talking, it's just, it's, it's, um, just private. And uh, I need to think about that because... This this is a, this is another episode or another conversation. Right? The Lego <laughs> hobby has not been one for me, like my own yeah. person, um, until after Brick Fair Virginia. That's a completely different story. Right? It's always something that was involved with my kids. It's really trying to make it more myself. Claire, back it up. It's not all color. Plates, bricks, and slopes are color. Okay, fine. This is new, by the way. Everything behind you is new. I have been following the progression of your Lego room. It was not that everything behind you is brand new. Like I'm just saying, he's not that deep. He is. Well, those ones, the ones on top. Yeah, those are by part. So the parts by color, by part. See, you heard that. You heard that clear. By part. It goes into that bit. Yeah. It's like that lean process of okay, <laughs> like how how I'm going to use the main things I need quickly. Like I, bricks, I really need a specific. I don't need one by one sorted because I just like I'm going to build in room big. It can be any brick to buy in there. But then like the parts, like um, it's not bricks, right? That's specific, but it doesn't matter by color. So um, yeah, or like if you get a clip or something. If yeah. yeah. Um, but no, thank you for those kind words. Yeah. And you know, I'll throw it out there, right? You know, parenting is what. You know, 
other parents here, it's not the easiest thing in the world. And you try to find ways to engage your kids and try to keep them occupied and whatever you see on social media from anyone in any aspect is like is never real, right? It's like right. Oh, no. I thought like, she's having a great time riding a horse. Well, of she course. just like fell off it and was in hospital and then had to exactly. your dogs feel I feel like your dogs are pretty accurate to their my dogs are damn accurate to the core. Yeah. <laughs> dog life is the only thing that's true and I love dogs. <laughs> yeah. I'm the cat person. But you know, I was Martin Martin from Alabama. And I changed it because I had that page and Instagram shut it down. And if you've ever had any you know, shut down or blocked or whatever, they, they really don't give you many reasons. No. Like asking me for identity documents, mm. show me this identity and that identity. And clearly I was talk- I talked to someone, there's a guy um, in the Lego community who works at Facebook and we talked about what went on. They're like, you said you're from Alabama and you, your picture was in British flag and you're trying to scam someone is what they think and you're out. And so they shut it down. And so I have just brick snaps used to be a photography business I had. So or Brit snaps, I just changed it to that. Um, whoa. That's that was so great. It's, I'm sorry. I'm going to go whoa. on a tangent. That is so outrageous. There are so many like small children, like posting, like, ridiculous inappropriate trolley garbage stuff on the internet that are like totally unsupervised by their parents and then they're coming after they're like you know this like british flag and it says alabama that's got to be bad you know someone, someone probably reported me that's what that's what that's happened what had, yeah, sure. it had to be that i that's... i'm i'm quite sure it happened so yeah i mean your you know instagram presence is incredibly threatening <laughs> but what, what is there to hate though it's so weird it's super weird there's nothing, there's nothing there it's, it's not like he's shoving anything down anybody's throat it's like he's just showing his art and his life it's it's great you better zuckerberg <laughs> uh you know actually that's what it goes down to we talk about san francisco so i've worked <laughs> my company since 2008 facebook wasn't very big in 2008 we had a meeting uh, when i was hired and we were in Palo Alto. It's the, the Sheraton and Weston. We're in the, the cheap Sheraton with these boy ponds around it. And there's the old pro is a bar downtown in Palo Alto. Yeah. Right I, that's like, I spent a lot of time at old pro. I have still got videos of me on that ball. Oh, oh my God. Oh my it's God. a great bar. But anyway, there's another bar near there. Maybe it was the old pro. I'm trying to think where it was. But there's, there's, a, there's like a New Orleans themed one. It may have been, I'm trying, may have been, because there was an upstairs that's, and there was a party. Yeah, it's that's, next to it, like right next to Old Pro. That's yeah, right. that's it. Yeah. There was a party and there was a rope, rope and, and, you know, everyone in Palo Alto says they work for Facebook, right? So <laughs> um, back this story out, the music was rubbish. I drank a lot and I apparently told Mark Zuckerberg, his music's rubbish, please put on Beastie Boys. So <laughs> nice. back in 2008. So maybe he came after me because he owns Instagram. It was him. Wow. It was definitely yeah. him. Damn, he pissed off. He pissed off a giant. I mean, he should have put on Beastie Boys. What's wrong with that? Thank you. Thank you. Good. I got uh, you, Martin. 2008, that's, that's... I think it's before he met his wife. <laughs> no. We, we right. tell him to make our best decisions until then. So. Exactly. Oh, he puts your name on a list. I see what Yeah. <laughs> He's like, this guy told me to change the music. Yeah, that was good. He actually, I remember, I don't remember his face or anything, but I remember the conversation. And um, he was really polite about it, is what I will say. So there's me backtracking on my story in case some <laughs> algorithm finds it. So, uh-huh. 
it's like a key it's like a keyword yeah if you say covid or pandemic they'll like automatically put Boom. vaccine information click okay. here <laughs> what you're coming to la so i'm coming to la i haven't booked my flights because they just gave us a virtual option for the meeting um and it is so it's a weekend before Martin Luther the week before Martin Luther King weekend. So that what's that? The eighth, ninth or something. LA. Yeah. So I will probably fly in on Saturday um, to LA for that. So I might just come in and pop in for a day. Um, I just have to see. Kind of seeing what's going on. I come, you know, going for a tangent. Our company's like, hey, someone test positive. You're <laughs> you're all quarantined and vaccine or not for 14 days. I'm like, mm, we'll see if I'm going to make that trip. Not because I want to travel, but I'm like, I didn't want to be quarantined. If someone yeah. will, it's positive. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. So yeah. we'll see if it gets kept on. But if it if it doesn't, or if it does get kept on and travel, I, I do plan to kind of pop in. I've meant to do that for the last you know, few or so meetings we've been over there. So it's our manager's meeting we have at work. It's always that. So, yeah, uh, that would have been, I mean, that would have been cool. Then you could have come to Bruxelles. Cause that's that week, <laughs> but it's closed. Like it's like a, it's not open to the public. Private so event, yeah, private. I could always yeah. do um, private and just go in for a, you know half a day or a day or whatever. Yeah, you just go see like the mocks, say hi to right. some fellow builders, and that's it. It's like, it's like a hundred and thirty dollars to come in for three hours. It's kind of crazy. I don't know. Yeah, about so that. might as well go to Disneyland. That is <laughs> yeah, that is a Disneyland. No, not only that is just I, I just know that since it's not public, I don't think anybody's gonna bring their best stuff. It's just, I mean, they they might, but they'll, no, they'll bring stuff that they've already shown. But I don't think anybody's gonna go balls out with uh with their art. Like Martin, would you? That's a, so that's that's a really good question, right? What's my mentality? Probably not, right? I I, I wasn't gonna go to Virginia until he opened it up. But I'm not gonna drive up there if I can't bring something. But because my motivation engages. I want to show people, right? I want yeah. people to see it. I want them to enjoy it. That's what I want. So if I was going to come and not bring anything, I'd rather just come and it's like, hey, there's some people that I'd like to chat with, or maybe have a drink. That's worth it, right? It's worth 130 bucks if you're going to be out there. But I wouldn't bring anything and make an effort. No. Exactly. So like, I, I feel like this this LA is not going to be um, as, like, wow as previous years, which is, you know, it is what it is. It, it kind of sucks um, that they decided to do it this way, but you know, hopefully, so, going forward, we'll just say it's, it's not, not the official return. It's just like the no. test. No, last year they did virtual and it wasn't as cool. So, right. well, this is better than virtual, I would say. That's true, and it, it's it's more intimate. So we do get to like to the people who are around, like we get to you know more of a one on one conversation type of deal and yeah. get to know each other more like intimately as opposed to like mm-hmm. a split second because you want to engage with the with the people that are coming in the door. Or you're setting all your stuff up and have no time to talk to anyone, or you're worried about how quickly can I pack it up and get in the car to get on the way home, and so I won't sleep on the way out. So there might be some pros to it. Um, the one up there in Oregon, right? They did the Brit Nick or something where they, and it looks like they had a good time. So that might be a good model for what the label looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we just had a giant convention like two months ago now, right, Ninja? A month ago? I mean, it. You're talking about Pasadena? Yeah, it was pretty big. I mean, there was a lot of people there, and they they had to they tested everybody who came in, or and or you had to show like you know um, that you're like you're testing negative for COVID. So like, I don't know why they can do that again. That's that's kind of what threw me off too. I was like, like we have this convention. Why is the next one? Like, I I I just think that Bricks Lay doesn't have the staff for it because it's a, a one one on 
like group like they don't have they're not like Brickfest oh, who does yeah. stuff all over and has the funds to be able to facilitate yeah, sure. a you know a testing as opposed to like Bricks right. LA they're just a one and done deal you know what I mean that's true uh, it was just fun because like Bricks LA is more of an adult fan um like more adult themes and and you know more pop culture stuff really interesting builds and so that, that's what i was really looking forward to so. that's yeah that's what i want to get down because mm-hmm. brick fest is cool but it was definitely more for the kids but, oh I mean, there was definitely fresh mocks over there but yeah no just imagine that but like it's all, all like just literally everywhere where there's only like what two stores in the last convention like yeah. that was horrible <laughs> so brick LA was amped up way more than that which kind of sucks that it's not going to be that way but hopefully like one day martin you could come down here and show something off all the way in la so i'm 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 working on that and i've said on another stream i've got something i'm working on that can be shipped or freighted so i've got a bucket list of places i want to go and see people but that'd I- be cool if we could do international too like that oh. so i um so quidditch can it can pack up and that was going to go to england maybe four years ago and they wouldn't let zane come with me five years ago i think it was because in england if you're under 16 you can't be on the floor show because you're technically working so it's health and safety so they were paying for flights and everything and beyond the brick ended up taking my my tickets and rooms i think they did um to, to pay for that but yeah the international ones be fun but um yeah I'd, I'd like to do that at some stage i want to see um zach's tanks Right, that is um, from Lego Masters. I want to see those tanks. That's a that's that's one of my like bucket list things I want to see. Um, just I'll just eat that up because I love I love we're talking about I love military mocks. I have never really built them, and I I think I need to be at the place where I'm like I'll enjoy watching them. I keep wanting to make a an F14 Tomcat, and I know Brickmania had their ones, and Shy, you did yours, and. I've seen a guy. He's done one from um, GI Joe with the white one. With the <laughs> yes, right. I've tried to engineer that in my mind. I just want to have that. I just want to play with it in my room <laughs> as a forty-two-year-old man. There's nothing wrong with that. So, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Do you know that um, if you get into that like side, you know, Brick Mania can hire you as a freelance designer. Uh-huh. So that goes a whole other another angle. Like I don't like to do this hobby for someone else. Uh, <laughs> it's for me, and it's my rules, and I'll do it my way on my timeline with no one else's deadlines. And that's the enjoyment of it, right? So, yes. um, you know, that I don't sense. think I'd ever enjoy a Lego Masters experience. I know people who have, but I might, I might enjoy for a day or two. You're telling me to wake up and do hair and makeup because I probably need it. But after day three, <laughs> I'm, it's time nice. for Martin to go ahead and eliminate himself. Let me like, just tell myself on bricks, so because it's someone telling me how to enjoy my hobby the way I, um, right. the way I want to enjoy it. I, and yeah, and it's your art also, so it's like mm-hmm. it, it just drains out the. I yeah. don't know. I, I yeah. Once you start working or having someone tell you how to do it, you're just like, what this is? For some, for some people, right? Just for mm-hmm. some people. With some people, and but it'll also be a challenge, right? Some it's like, okay, do I want that sort of challenge where someone's going to tell me what to do and I have to do it, right? And I, everyone, everyone's wired differently. Um, yeah, I know for true. me that I, I, I can't. I'll have people ask me for commissions. I'm like, um, go ahead and talk to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like it. I'm not going to do it for you because it will bore me and it won't get done. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not hating on that one. So the, the the art pieces that you have in the storefront, like, yeah. or your sets, 
RPG listening thing. Um, yeah. What what was the premise of, on all that? So it's not a complete premise yet. So it goes with the idea of so so my background I'm in sales. Okay, so that's I've been in sales all my life. I've never had a a certificate that says I'm qualified to do this, that, or anything. I started in car sales in America and did my master's degree, and I'm, I'm not in car sales anymore. A lot of respect to people who are. I learned a lot of skills there. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I always think about how stra- strategy can take place to make things better, how we can improve processes. And I've never really been involved in, in much in my hometown here in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, most people don't know I build Lego here and uh, there's a good mall and I know everyone's struggling for business. And it's like, well, I, I, I have stuff that goes all the way across the country that people like to see. You know, can we figure out a way, have you got some windows where maybe stick a few things in some windows? Maybe that would drive people to some of these shops, et cetera, et cetera. And lo and behold, they have three giant windows that are 14 foot long in each one of them. And um, I had my builds that were already assembled. I was like, well, we'll stick these in the windows and they look great in there. And they've advertised it. We've you know, got lots of people coming out just to see that stuff. And they're out shopping at the holiday pop-up shop, which is um, every other week, there's a different vendor who's coming from in town who's in there. And you know, they're advertising, hey, you've got this big Lego display in town. We don't have any of that in Montgomery, Alabama. So part of it was, okay, let me find a way to give back to the community. Then let me maybe help drive some business in a different way um, to the, the traditional mall. And then it was also maybe testing a principle of mine um, for something I might have up my sleeves. Uh, I like to work for myself, but... You know, I have a large collection of builds um, and I'm, I used to build and then break them up and I'll often rebuild something a second time so that I know it's done done the right way, often after feedback when I've seen it online or at shows. And um, I think there's a place at some of these malls to have things on display, cute window displays that might drive people in and um, and monetize that to a degree, right? I can build a trench. I built a trip the trench run, which is only three foot wide. I build it in eight hours. Right. I can duplicate <laughs> that and that can go in certain places and you rent them out in, in storefronts that they normally paint with pictures of unicorns, which I love unicorns by the way, but rainbows <laughs> and unicorns. I'm like, why don't you fill it with art? And then maybe, right, there's other people that could do that and other type of art to put it into windows. We often see so in Montgomery, they've got the, uh, there was a photographer who took the portraits of people and just plastered them on these old buildings. So for me, it's a way of maybe monetizing Lego at some stage to a degree, um, but bringing art to different people, giving stuff to people who've never seen it, driving traffic elsewhere. It's just a little bit of an experiment, and I really like it. So I, I've been going out um, every other day here, and I'll walk the dogs around the mall, and you know people like to pet the golden retrievers, and it helps teach them and. I just sit out there and watch people enjoy what I feel. It's like I get my own little convention sitting there. Watching yeah, I was about to say, like you've definitely <laughs> taken that convention, yeah. like pull that you you feed from and thrown it in areas where you you don't have to rely on a convention to do that. You yeah, literally okay. share your art everywhere outside of social media, right? And that like is perform. And that's it, right? So you know, I, I see I see a possible revenue stream based in it possibly if I wanted to, and maybe just not only Lego, but beyond that, right? It's filling that empty space. So in Alabama, there's a guy called Alexander Shannara. You'll all have him on your Instagram or your Facebook ads. He's an accident and injury claims guy. (laughs) Red billboard. He's on every billboard in Alabama, now Georgia and Mississippi. 
and he doesn't pay for billboards. So he went to the Lamar advertising and said, and Claire, I think needs to go, right? Yeah. You guys keep going. You guys keep going. I need to roll out, but this was awesome. I'll oh, see you next time. I'll let, I'll let it keep going. Okay, bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Um, I'm sorry, I can keep rolling as well. But, no, no, keep uh, going. Yeah, so, she never left, but it's cool. <laughs> his strategy, he went to Lamar and said, you have all these giant billboards that are sitting up there and you have your name on there and they're empty and it says that no one is using your service. How are you going to sell your service to someone? So he would pay a flat fee of $250,000 a year that if any advertising board in the state of Alabama was, was ever vacant, they had to put his picture up. So for what the cost would have been for one or two for a year, he took every single one of them, increased the sales for Lamar because now people are wanting them when they become vacant, that then they would they would systematically take one off like a main interstate and they would sell it at like four or five times the price. So from my standpoint, you have all these these malls, especially around where I'm at, where there's shop fronts that are empty. Let's make them look busy. Let's maybe even make it like, hey, another destination where you can have this art gallery. It's like, as a photographer, I always want an art gallery. I never had one. Just stick my stuff in a window, let people look at it. And that's where, that's what I'm getting right now. And I think it could happen for more people easily. That's, I mean, that's genius. If, you, if you're able to monetize that, it, you're pulling people to an area where businesses may fail to see the potential of that space. Uh, and, and you're drawing attention to it, which would then turn that space into something functional outside of the art piece that you put in front of it. So that's like, that's like forcing that. that that's, oh my God, that's genius. I, I didn't really think about that until you, you just mentioned that. Like, there's so many places right now, especially yeah. right now, there's so many empty storefronts. Like, everywhere <laughs> like there's a lot of businesses have shut down a lot of foot traffic has died out and uh, now that things are kind of coming back to normal like people are flocking to like just the main centers of what's open and there's just forgotten areas of the city and towns that are just people yeah. have ignored and forgotten about so that's i think that yeah, that's like right now is the time to be doing something like that um if you're able to so good on you yeah Thank you. I, it's uh, it's a good way to see my stuff, and I take a picture and say, "Mum, look at my stuff in the window." <laughs> me. <laughs> no, I'm I'm genuinely fascinated by that idea that you've figured out a way, or at least you're attempting to figure out a way to be able to share your art outside of your norm. And it doesn't or, cost or the norm. anything, and it doesn't cost a viewer of the art anything, right? Mm-hmm. So it's someone else who will channel the cost of it. And for myself, I've got the quantity of stuff. To be able to be able to have a massive impact, to mm-hmm. then be able to show, so the particular mall that it's at, right? So they're one of, I think, seven or 14 malls within a big complex. So if we can show this is the impact that we had, um, and then show that in the other ones, can we, can we, can the mall then attract people in and say, listen, you're going to have this store here, pop up, pop up stores happen a lot here in the South. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can get this artwork from whoever in here to bring people in while your store's here. It's going to cost you X amount of money, right? You might need to pay these people next a couple hundred bucks a month. So this is your advertising. They're going to advertise on social media and other ad and other platforms. It's going to get get cross shared everywhere. So that particular um, display I have, right? So Beyond the Brick had their charity live stream, and mm-hmm. um, on the Saturday of the twenty four hour live stream, right? I, for some bonus amount of money, I said, I will go ahead and I'll go ahead and I'll walk to the mall and I'll do a live stream from the mall of this. Well, I went ahead and shared that to the marketing director of the mall and this whole agency. 
and they're like, this is amazing. So then they shared it. And all of a sudden, like, you've got these videos. And I was like, you've got Yang, Yang Breaks on here with a million YouTube followers. You've got Beyond the Break that has 980,000 YouTube people. This is going to be on here forever. And you can always direct people to it. Now, also for myself, I have it. I can always say, hey. Um, exactly. If it's here, here's my advertising. This is what we did. So it, eventually, even right now, it, it might be a little hard. But I mean, as far as like getting, spreading your name. But eventually, if this is successful, you've now monetized your own name and art. And art, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I see the potential of what you're doing. And it's, like I said, it's genius. <laughs> so, with, with little effort, right? That's yeah, the, with, just with you're already effort. doing this. <laughs> so that's the thing as an artist. You got to find a way to, to get it in there. You, you yeah, you're innovating it. It's, yeah. it. It could start a new thing. And, and I've said it multiple times on this thing. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. When you see something like a Lego set that's in a mass scale of what you're used to seeing, like from the store shelf, it takes you back to like an innocence that you just can't break. It doesn't matter who you are. So, so to be able to do that and, and to provide that for the community, that's that actually warms my heart. So, hey, good for you, dude. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Good it's for also you. A bit of a kick of the people who haven't put a Lego show in Montgomery, Alabama. I'm like, well, look, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice they get to they get to uh scratch that itch mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. it's oh man there's so many good shows on like that side dude like <laughs> we need to, oh, man, I'm there's only like three here <laughs> we do we have good ones right mm-hmm. um as a good it's a good mix well you have the brick fairs for virginia and alabama mm-hmm. um brick worlds right mm-hmm. which is chicago and they have the school ones. brick universe is very east coast as well um brick fiestas come out there uh, we don't see a lot of brick fiestas, but yeah you don't have a whole lot it's surprising mm-hmm. we have bricks la we have brick fest L- well pasadena which is la technically we have uh, uh bricks by the bay which is san francisco uh and then we have um uh bricks cascade which is you know a little bit north which is in uh oregon mm-hmm. and then there's i know there's one in seattle i don't know how big it is and that's pretty much it but then they're not big like they're not like to the scale of like the south and the east coast at all not even close um i, I maybe one day maybe but the, the thing is like there's there's so many lego fans here like there's so many and, uh, and a lot that could actually afford to be able to create mass things and there's some great artists here too like don't get me wrong there's uh-huh. they're here it's just it doesn't i don't feel like it's just not it's so far away from like I feel like also social media doesn't help that either. Cause like, you know, yeah, beyond the brick who covers a lot of the shows and we, we were talking, I was talking, we were talking to Joshua about this too. Like it's kind of hard for him to come all the way to LA. It's he's, yeah. he goes to what's drivable around him. Yeah. So there's not that many advertisements for like bricks, LA bricks, um, you know, bricks by the bay, you know, not, hopefully tricky bricks will start amping that up. Yeah. And, you know, we already know Boone has, and a lot of those people have been doing a lot with uh bricks cascade. So, you know, there really hasn't been much, much attention to, you know, South of the West yet. Um, so hopefully like, well, it, I think it's costless. I live in Alabama and they have a show that has over 300 Lego builders or registered will build. And this is Alabama. Mm-hmm. Now the reason why it's in Alabama is because of the cost. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. And so Todd, who does the brick fairs, he's, he's locked in with Chantilly for years. And this is the cheapest venue he's got. The hotels are really expensive around it, but it's a cheap venue. And that's probably a, a barrier to entry for most of people. Of course. Right? It's like, of course. Oh, it's so expensive. Of course. But I mean, like, 
Yeah, especially where where these ones are, San Francisco and LA are already in themselves are just expensive to do anything, let alone all the barriers of you know uh, permitting and all that kind of stuff that we have to go through right now. So that also does not help, especially with the times that we're in right now. Especially if they want to get like a good area too. But the the the, the thing is, like two years ago when Brick LA was was live, it was like the largest it's ever been, like ever. So it just kind of sucks. You see that momentum go up, and like, oh, this this convention is actually going to hit, and then boom, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> which is kind of sad because I see all you know, I see everybody in Virginia and Chicago and you know where at Alabama, like just all having a good time, and it's not really, it's not really big here, which kind of kind of sucks. Oh, I'm sorry. There are airplanes that you can fly to Alabama. <laughs> um, we have an airport. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the goal for we me. Do. Like we the goal for me is to go to Virginia and Chicago next year, at least. Uh, we were talking about this before. Like uh, I'm for sure going to World War Brick and uh, Chicago, Virginia. Depending on how much money I have left, <laughs> we'll see. So to make Virginia, Virginia is co- very cost effective if you've got stuff to sell, and again, you've got to bring it with you, right? So. Mm-hmm. We mentioned Fine. earlier, there's a yard sale on a Thursday and a yard sale on a Saturday. And they will have a hundred tables of everyone just selling stuff. And um, I've never seen anything like that in my life before. And if you are savvy enough with sales, it's like, I'm going to sell it cheaper than a vendor there. The vendor's probably going to buy it from you. So they're going <laughs> to yeah. um, And you can sell your stuff and make it cost effective. Like, who wants yeah. to help pay for this trip? <laughs> but for, for someone like me who has to fly over there, I got to carry all this. And... <laughs> well, you could ship them to someone. I, I, right? Yeah, true. And, and then you look committed to But selling. then the problem was I'm probably going to buy <laughs> everything that's over there. And then I really just came back with a negative amount <laughs> as opposed to like trying to come up and pay for itself. We, Either way, I'm, I'm going to try to make Virginia next year. That's going to happen. Yeah, I hope you do. I hope you do. Yeah, that's that's Because, that's, uh, well, um, I know you want to get into the military stuff, and I hope you do because I'm I'm genuinely curious to see what you come up with. Uh, and, and that niche is very very small, and there are just there's some great builders, um, and they don't get a lot of attention because it's the military side. Yeah, I've got I've got a build I want to do. I've wanted it and it's written on my wall, and I haven't done it yet. Um, so there are so um, you know the you you see the best stuff. We see them coming through Brickmania, right? Mm-hmm. And so I want to build um, the Dam Busters raid, uh, which is where the Lancaster bombers come over in Germany and bomb the the um, the dam. And what I what I really do well for my build is the landscape. Right? I enjoy that landscaping part. So I just need someone to just build me three Lancaster bombers to kind of come in, and I'll do the underwater and I'll do the bomb bouncing and I'll do whatever. And in the little village, like I think that in my mind would be really good, but that only really speaks to me. And I'm English, doesn't really tell a story here as much in America because I don't know as much about the Dam Busters raid. So I don't think I'll ever jump into it fully. I, I, there, there are some extremely good builders and mm-hmm. I enjoy looking at their stuff. And I, I think that's the thing with this hobby, right? We talked about you can enjoy, I, I, I like building mocks, but I want to build sets. You can be a sorter, you can be the sort of person who buys old sets and pieces in together. You can be a streamer. Um, I think the other part is like we can just enjoy other people's stuff and be happy with that. And mm-hmm. that's, that's true. So, um, and I'll buy my Brick Mania sets. <laughs> you know how happy I was to see you build that Spitfire? <laughs> oh, that Spit's beautiful, man. Uh, I've, said, I've got the first one I did and then the most recent one is really nice. But you've done the Tomcat, right? So yeah. that has to be done. I have the Harrier. 
um, that um, who was it that did the, the Harrier? He signed it. Um, forget his name. I met him in Chicago with the Sea Harrier. That was great. Um, okay, he didn't. He did it as a Marines Harrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now you talking about Dan Siskin? It wasn't Dan. Uh, no, it was um, uh, Cody. Um, it wasn't Cody. I'll remember who it was, but that's a beautiful plane. My son built it. I didn't build it yet. So, oh, okay. um, and then I have what else do I have with theirs? I have have the have the the, the, the Churchill tank. Have the Churchill Churchill crooked horse. That's nice. Um, and then I keep wanting a Sherman. I, I mean, get, the Firefly would be perfect because that's technically a British tank. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, because because yeah, you guys turned it into uh, a tiger killer. So yeah, <laughs> the Firefly. That would be a nice idea. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and they what did they do? They did a um, they did a naval sh- naval plane, a coastal coast guard coastal protection plane. I forget it was the fairy swordfish. I think they did where their wings snap back. And I I own. Um, Corgi Aviation Archive. They have one seven two scale and one thirty two scale diecast models. That's mm-hmm. that's what I collect. Like that's my pure hobby. That like Lego is not everything I do. Like I have a, a large collection of that, and like I know these planes so well. You know, many of them by their their pilots, and they came out with a fairy swordfish, and it's just gorgeous. But um, they're worth every single penny I could struggle. <laughs> With spending the money on it, <laughs> but when I do, I do. So. Yeah, see, I struggle like fighting, like you know, all that stuff. So it's good to have another person yeah. in the corner <laughs> helping yeah. me with it. Yeah, no, they, they, um, they, they, they're worth every single penny on that. Um, mm-hmm. It's brilliant. So, uh, what were we yeah. going to talk about? I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, wait. Where, where, we where were we going with? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to go on this tangent talking about military stuff, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, going back to it, like I, I do hope to see like one of your pieces uh, this year. Oh, this upcoming year, I am excited about that, and I, and I hope you're able to fill your fulfill your mission about sharing your art with as many Thank people you. as you can physically. Uh, yes, not going outside the convention, so that that'll be great. And it's good to see. It's good to hear your process and like essentially what your goal is with this because i don't know if you publicly have one or if you've actually created one for yourself but like you definitely mention it here with what you're trying to achieve consciously or there's some angles and some things that i think okay this i've only really turned this into my hobby which Mm -hmm. might sound strange to people from august this year it was always something my kids and my kids are kind of out of it so it's like okay i'll I'll start to find a way to kind of ramp it up for, to have some fun for myself. So um, in my own way, I do have a goal. I want a piece. I want a piece. My, my only goal that I don't know how to do, I want a piece at the Lego house in Denmark and I'll oh. find a way. That's, that's the only thing I really want to do. Um, the rest of it's just bonus really. So. I mean, it's not, I'm not anyone to say this, but I think you're definitely on the right direction. Oh yeah. In the right direction. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Sometimes the things that are unattainable are the best ones though, because like, it's ne- like people always ask, "What's the set that you, you know, your white whale set?" I'm like, it's not a set. It's like the hunt. What's the best hunt that I want? And the, yeah. the white whale set, or the thing that I really want, I almost never want to achieve because you're always chasing it, and that's the fun part of it. True, that's true. Wow, <laughs> I need to clip that. That's deep right there. Yeah, <laughs> that was deep, and Claire missed that one. <laughs> Dang. I need to figure out what she's on Twitch, right? I don't even know what Twitch is. <laughs> hey, I don't even bother because <laughs> I, I get lost in Twitch, and, and when I'm on there supporting them, like I'm just like, what is all? What's happening? What's, what I got kicked out. What? What happened? <laughs> what? I just get kicked out. <laughs> like I got. Okay. You know. You know. Like, there's so many things you can do, which is cool. Um. So, 
my goal now is to log into Twitch, wherever it is, and find their stream and get kicked out. Back. Is that one of those <laughs> unachievable goals again? It might be an achievable <laughs> no, goal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I guess we'll close it here since we uh, since Claire left us like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> we always got a part two. Oh no, yeah, definitely. That's another reason why I want I want to cut it because we can I can we could probably talk to Martin like for a long, long time. So I, I want him to come back. Yeah. Definitely need to hear more from his mind and Lego because he's the fact that he's only been doing this for this long. It's like, bruh, that's yeah, all I say. there we go. <laughs> the most simplest way of saying it, bro. Like that. So with that being said, thank you again, dude, for coming on the show. It was great to have you on the last episode of the Most year definitely. hopefully thanks. you have a good holiday i hope yeah. so i hope you guys do too as well right so thank exactly. you this is a good way to start it so cheers and to everyone who's listening a same thing to you thank you for chilling with us for a whole year if you've made it with us for that long and or catching up to it i don't know why you would want to go make it here thing. yeah the, but make hope, it here. hopefully you have a great great holiday and a happy new year so with that being said, thank you, Martin. Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Roll that music. Peace. Be easy. See ya. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. It was great. Oh, I love it, mate. And listen, I, I love, really, I, I can, I say, I've never had a chair in my room. Like, this is amazing. I'm so comfortable <laughs> in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even like this, but this is fun. Thank you. I enjoy chatting with you guys. You guys are great.